Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're back in the cannabis space. As you guys know, just a booming growth sector, no pun intended, um, especially, I mean, I, in, in, in the time that we're in going into 2021, I mean, a lot has changing uh, for the better for this industry as it continues to grow, again, no pun intended, across especially North America. Um, and we're going to dive into that today with some new friends of mine that lead the company called High Life Farms. So Ben and Vinny Solani are on their co-founders. Guys, it's so great to meet you and have you on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you as well, Thanks. It's awesome. I am so excited you guys are here. One of you is in Michigan, one's out in California. And I'm just excited to to learn more about you guys and how you guys decided to start this business. Um, I mean, I, as I've shared with you before we hit record, I've been so impressed by just this industry and, and where it's going. You can almost feel it's just like it's infancy still, even though it's like it's it's starting to get major momentum. I mean, anyway, and I, I, I can't wait to unpack some of that with you all. So let's start with this. Um, ben and Vinny, how about start by sharing your backgrounds and how you even decided to get into this space and start this company? Um, I'll go first. Yeah. So, um, for me, uh, the cannabis space, uh, it really came about as a family business opportunity. Um, you know, my dad was dabbling around in the cannabis industry in 2014 in California. Um, and through that, I got an opportunity to start working in some dispensaries and grows and really, really fell in love with everything that was happening in there and saw all the growth that was happening in the industry. I think we, we all did as a family and um, that really kicked things off for us. So I was in California from 14 to about 16 before we um, ended up getting involved in a, uh, another shop in, in Denver. Um, that's where I also worked in the grow over there, the dispensary as well. And we really just learned a lot more about um, a seasoned um a seasoned market and um, what was happening in, in the mature market of Colorado. And it really prepared us for, for what we were doing out in California and right now in, in Michigan as well. That's awesome. That, that's, and that was Ben, for those of you that uh, didn't recognize the voice. Vinny, how about you? Yeah, I had a similar experience. Um, at the time, I was going into the casino business, actually. So in Colorado. Wow. Okay. And um, I was given the choice between two. Uh, <laughs> Casinos or cannabis. I know. It was, tough. it was a very tough choice at the time. But there's so much growth happening in this industry, whereas that one's team to be stagnating a little bit. So I was happy to jump on board. So I helped with the initial construction in California and split my time between there and Colorado in the beginning stages. Got it. So I'd love to. That's perfect. Um, you talk about the early stages of, of this business. What did that look like? What was kind of the, the first thing out of the box? Was it a dispensary? Was it the growing part? Like, What did that look like in terms of how do, how do you get something like this started in your world? So, I mean, we, we bought into a fully vertically integrated system in California, um, which was seed to sale. We had um, cultivation, manufacturing, dispensary. Um, so everything was under one, one shop there. But it was a smaller footprint, so it gave us time, kind of trial by fire. I Got think it. we were running how many lights out there, Ben? Like two fifty or three fifty, mm. or is it more? Um, yeah, we were we were working with the two hundred light grow out there. It was relatively small, but it helped us get an idea for for what we wanted to prepare ourselves for. And what um, does that mean what, when you say two to three hundred? Tell um, our list, explain to our listeners what that. So yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, like generally, um, a really big commercial size grow these days um, would 
would be about anywhere from 500 to, you know, a few thousand lights. Um, in 2014, you know, maybe a 200, 300 light grow was considered big. So, um, yeah, anyways, that's what we were referring to. <laughs> so back then in, in 2014, we were working with a relatively small commercial grow. Um, and like Vinny was saying, that just helped us kind of get an understanding of, of what this business was like and, and how we could expand upon that and grow that smaller footprint. And yeah, and California has really been the seed and Colorado, I guess, the seed for many of the companies in this space is I believe I'm correct in saying that you guys can correct me. Um, but share like where things were then and where the market has come now as we go into 2021. I mean, it's, it's definitely matured a lot over the last five years. I mean, I remember the days in the dispensary where they're just handing out raw nugs and large drop, large jars and um, <laughs> swinging them out like that. Now everything's packaging based. It seems like there's a thousand different ancillary industries that are now involved in the cannabis business, which is huge. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's changed a whole lot. And then, what about the overall market? Other states are starting to open up to this. Is that correct? And how does that play into how you guys think about your, your overall business? You know, for us, I think our, our main mission is is to focus on the states that we're in right now. We are, you know, looking at other states and and how that's going to affect what we're doing right now. But I think the biggest thing that we've learned is is to focus on um, the projects that we have now and make sure that those are really finely tuned before we move on to any other things. A lot of these companies out there right now, um, it's not a bad thing, but um, people see. <laughs> really quickly and it's so hard in cannabis to manage all that in this in this really like you said unmature industry um so i think for us our main mission is to focus on the states that we have right now and make sure we're doing everything we possibly can in them before we move on that's awesome and a great segue um so talk about high life farms where you guys are today um what what your product line looks like and and, and just share with our audience a little bit of the snapshot of your business yeah, so Highlight Farms is in both Michigan and California. And Michigan, we're vertically integrated there. So from seed to sale, we control the market on that end. Um, in California, we do cultivation, manufacturing, and distribution. For right now, um, we've got our, we kind of got out of the retail space over time. It's not really our specialty out here. Oh, interesting. But, um, okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we really uh, we do Kiva and Wana in Michigan. So we're their main contract for that. Um, and then California, Wana as well. Got it. Now, um, when I looked at your products, um, I was like, wow, this looks really yummy. Like Tropicana cookies, uh, skunk berry, banjo, cookies and cream, Mendo breath. I couldn't, this is the one I was saying earlier. Zigalix, Zigalix mints. I don't know what. (laughs) So (laughs) what are these? Okay. You got to tell us what are these? And like, I mean, do you eat them? I mean, I know everyone that's listening that knows cannabis is laughing at me right now, but help me understand the products. I think for cannabis, one of the the funner pieces about it is the names that people come with for up with for these different strains. Um, and it's one of the things that makes the cannabis industry unique. So yeah, um, <laughs> those are just all different strains out there. They have different flavors, different high profiles, different smells going on to them. Um, the skunk berry obviously is a is a very fruity strain, so a lot of the names kind of are indicative to to what the strain may smell like, or or maybe some of the lineage in the strain as well. So, 
Um, they get very creative though with the names. It's almost unlimited. That's yeah. <laughs> ben, ben and I are both really into genetics and popping seeds and and finding the newest and best stuff out stuff around the market. Seriously? Sort of oh my god, that's great. The names get weirder and weirder as we go on. To be honest, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you were growing the business, like how did you figure out what was going to be the priority? Because I mean, it, what it's not like. I'll give you a parallel example. If I'm going to start a new beverage company today, there's a lot of other beverage companies that have done it, right? You kind of there's a not a roadmap, but you know, kind of the things that have to happen to get there to the end. In your industry, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you're you're figuring it out on the fly. Like, what were some of the key things you guys had to solve for as you went from kind of family business and doing the small 200 light? I think you said, uh, you know, operation to where you are now. What were some of the steps you had to take? I think it helps that both me and Ben are kind of stores the product ourselves. So we're able to kind of see and forecast what the market's going to want um, in the future. And when we pop seeds and stuff like that, these things actually don't come to fruition and our grows for probably about six months. Oh, wow. So okay. we're, we're really planning way ahead of time and what we're planning. Um, yeah, ben, ben, you want to add anything there? Yeah, no, too. For, I think for, for everything for us, it's hard to say, but a lot of it is trial by error and being just time in the industry and, you know, um, we were lucky enough to be able to partner with people like Kiva and Wana in Michigan and, you know, get some insight from them on on what was popular up and coming. And it was very helpful for us to learn from that. Um, and again, in Michigan, too, it's a very different market than California right now. Obviously, mark, uh, the market in California is much more mature than Michigan. It's been active for so much longer. Um, but Michigan, it was really nice for us to to learn what a new market would be like in and kind of go from there out here. I guess um, it, it's changing all the time out here as it is in California. But um, I don't know. Biggest thing for us is figuring out how we can forecast what the market's going to want for the year. Um, Got it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so how did you guys decide who would do what? Like do you guys have the same skill sets or is one of you better no. at certain things than another? What does that look like? No, it, it kind of fell into it naturally. Um, I come, come from a sales and marketing background and Ben is a grower and in the purest sense of the word. So he had a more organic start to this industry. And then as, as things have shifted, um, especially politically and whatnot, um, you guys have, you're decided to focus on your geographies. What, what drives the growth there? Um, you know, is it new products or is it people just discovering and just trial? Like, what does it look like in terms of growing your business in those geographies? So for Michigan, um, just expanding our own internal brands right now. We're trying to push a lot of high life, um, our own edible lines and our own flower brands right now, where we've been mostly white labeling, wholesaling over the past couple of years, which has been a pretty lucrative business, both in California and Michigan. Um, but yeah, we have, we're trying to make the shift this year over to more retail based and uh, branded product. Yeah. And then what does that look like for you? You mentioned earlier that you weren't in retail, but obviously that's a big part of the business. Um, but it's not maybe your part of the business. So do you partner in that space or how does that work? For us, I, I think we are, we're good operators of our wholesale business here. Uh, for us, re good retail would be partnership. Um, we look, we look for people that really, um, know that space and, and know and own those shops. So yeah, for us, we, we like to work the production spots and work our wholesale factories. That's what we're very good at. Um, yeah, the retail really comes in partnerships for us. 
And that's great. Yeah. And what about on the consumer side? Are you seeing more trial? Are you seeing more discovery? Are you seeing people start to understand what cannabis is all about in the products? Because I think it's one of those also, because it's so new, a lot of people don't know. They think a pot, right? And they don't, they don't know, right? They don't know there's these flavors that we just rattled off. Yeah. No, I mean, education is the biggest factor in getting new consumers in the market. I mean, uh, I mean, you obviously have your, your, um, person who's used to high doses of weed and high potency and stuff like that. Right. And you have your soccer moms and people that are new that are wanting to smoke weed that's 18 to 20%. So there's different levels of the market for different consumers for sure. Yeah. And, then and we're starting to see that strategy by. And then, you know, we've had some other, um, other entrepreneurs on this space and they've had products like topicals and tinctures and things like that. So are you guys like a, a source for them or, you know what I mean? For those that are making some products like that or how does that work? Yeah, we uh, we have a lot of license agreements that we do in both Michigan and California. Um, they bring us the rest of a piece, and we just produce it for them and distribute it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, very very cool. Well, um, what, I mean, you're in the hot industry. I'd love for you guys to share though, like each of you, like what have been two or three of the biggest lessons learned that you guys have experienced um, in building a business, especially in this industry. And we'll start with you, Vinny. Um, I would say just patience and and keeping your cool in this business. I mean, it. it It'll kick you around any way and any way it can, um, and it has over the years. So we've learned a lot in that space, um, and just keep persevering. To be honest, um, but if if you gr- don't grow in this business and stagnate, you're dead. You're so, gone. Yeah. The name of the game is to keep getting bigger and bigger and, and honing in our skills. Well, how about you, Ben? Uh, Vinny, Vinny really stole it all from me. <laughs> <laughs> patience. patience is definitely the biggest thing that we've learned, and. Um, like you said, making sure that we're we're working with what we have to its fullest before we we try to go too big on anything else. Um, I think that's the real recipe for success for us. Oh, that's awesome. Um, share with our listeners where they can find you, how they can learn yeah. more about your products, et cetera. Um, so- um, Maps is the best place to look for our products in Michigan. Um, we're in most stores here with our Kiva, Wana, and High Life Farms products. Um, we also do um, a, a series of solventless products, which is called Chief Solventless. Um, again, you can find those all on High Life Farms and um, search anywhere in Michigan, and, and those products will come up. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> and our website should have a store locator on it as well. So if you're looking for a store, just type in your area code and you can find us. Yep. Very, very cool. Well, guys, it has been great having you on our podcast. I, I mean, you guys have a lot of growth in front of you. Uh, again, no pun intended. I'm excited for you guys. Hope you'll come back on and share with us um, you know, how the story is going in the next year or so. And um, we look forward to following you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Justin. The Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.